Come on, you yellows. Flying high below this Wembley archway sky today. Welcome to the original, the Talker United Yellow Army podcast brought to you each week by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes of the Herald Express and Devon Live. We'll talk you through the latest news from Plainmore. We'll chat to the people making the news around the club. You can find us in the Talker United channel on the Devon Live website, on Spotify and on iTunes. We're late, Rich. We're very late. late. Very, late very late. For a very important date. Yeah. We're, we're a day late. Yeah, because... sorry, guys. It's your fault, though, guy. It is my fault. Yeah, well, actually, it's talking out his fault. <laughs> the, if, uh, you, the... if you trace the timeline back, they, they changed <laughs> the uh, the press conference from half past nine at Seawhain to half past 12 at Playmore, uh, yeah. by which time you were already in Exeter. Yes, so I couldn't make that. I couldn't make Gary's presser. Or the week. pod. Or the pod, so I do apologise. We're a day late, but there's still plenty to talk about. In fact, there even is. more to there talk is. about. There is. Over the kitchen table. Over the kitchen table, over a cup of coffee. The dogs, somebody's babysitting the dogs this the morning. the dogs out, yeah. The dogs. <laughs> they wouldn't stop barking. They're, they're not outside in the cold, we they should are. stress. Yeah, and I've tied them up outside no, in the cold. No, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. <laughs> they're down at Nanny's, who lives yeah. downstairs. Somebody's looking after <laughs> them. So it should be quiet. Hayden, you can go to sleep. Yeah, there'll there be no be barking. barking. I mean, I might try a couple of barks, but... Well, we are barking. There are times when we yes. are described as barking. So we kind of step back 24 hours to yep. Gary Johnson's yep. press conference. We'll have a listen to that. He yep. talks about the Hereford game, mm-hmm. uh, about which we will talk at some length. Uh, looks forward to Dover mm-hmm. and Gippenham. Yes. So two big games coming up this week. There's a new voice in the press conference. There's Tim Herbert, who is doing Torby Weekly stuff now. So he is he is the new voice. He is the new voice. Old name. Old new name, voice. new voice. Welcome along. Tim, we've known Tim for donkey's years, yeah, haven't we? Yeah, play football with him. Nice to have Tim back in the fold, so yeah. to speak. So um, you'll hear Tim's voice. Let's go and have a listen then. Tim's the one who asks the clever questions, by the way. Does he? Yeah. Does he? Because he's played football and he properly. Has he? Yeah. But at a higher level than you and me. Mm, I'm not sure how high the level was when you were at Brixham <laughs> yeah, United. In, in Division 6 of the South Devon League. Higher level than you and me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a listen anyway. Off we go to the press conference and we'll be back on the other side of Gary Johnson and Tim Herbert. Gaffer, looking back at the Hereford game, obviously a disappointing result, but not one that uh, curtails the hopes for the season? Uh, no, uh, we didn't go into the game with that in our heads, of course. You know, We, we wanted to... Uh, uh, get through, uh, and I've I've been in a final, a trophy final, and uh, they can be great days. But unfortunately, uh, we didn't perform on the day. And uh, as I've said before, we were the second best team on the day. So good luck to them. Um, but as you sort of alluded to there, um, we've now got, as I say, the concentration of the the league, and uh, we're still in a decent position with a few games behind we've got games in hand and I think we're five points off second with a two or three games in hand uh, one two and three there's all different uh, teams that have played different games but we're certainly behind in games and we need a run if we get a nice little run going we'll find ourselves in uh, in a good in a better position or a good position um, and we're not in a bad one now with games in hand but you still got to you know, win Win those games, but we're um, you know the boys were disappointed with themselves. Things didn't go go for us with poor old Dwayne only you know, getting signed and then having a minute. Um, 
but his injury is not too bad, to be fair. Um, we thought it was a, it looked a bad one, but uh, it's not as bad as first thought. So he probably won't be that long uh, injured. So you know he's so he's a bit happier with himself and with the situation. But we worked him all of Friday. You know we we, we got his uh, bits and pieces from. Uh, his, his games previous, yeah, and and uh, we was totally confident that he, you know, he he could do anything he needed to do. And originally we wasn't going to start him, but he did so well on the Friday that we thought we we could start him. Uh, because it's not a fatigue thing if you go down, or if you go down within a minute of the start of the game. So that was uh, didn't help us. Um, anyway. So we and we've got a couple of you know I'm saying it before anyone else asking me about the injuries. Uh, there's uh, there's a couple of lads that could be back for the weekend. Um, you know, pretty confident that a couple of them will be back. Um, and the others have started uh, working on the pitch, as it were. Um, a couple of them got involved in a warm up today. Uh, so. You know, I don't want to say give names out or anything, but everyone knows the ones that were closer to others. The ones that are closer are close now, available a couple of them for selection. And um, three or four others have still got uh, a week or two. That all sounds very positive, and that must be reassuring and a relief for you, because obviously you've been saying for a number of weeks now that it's not as easy as going out and getting people in, because you've got to bear in mind that actually some of these players that are injured at the moment, you'd love to sign them, and obviously if they're going to be back very soon, that would cause a few problems in itself, wouldn't it? Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, the players that are injured are the players that you're out there looking for, um, because you know they're, they're good players, they're good lads, you know, they're that mid-range age, if you like, you know, people like Jarves and um, uh, Finn, Crash, Dawson, you know, they're all of the experienced age. Acer, all those back now and Laps. Um, so they're the ones you're, you're sort of looking for. So as you say, if you bring in people now, uh, just for the sake of <coughs> the next month or two, then our squad will be too big because our squad's not bad now as they've proved the ones that have been playing they've proved that they can have good spells and bad spells now we need the good to keep coming out because then that becomes a strong squad when the other lads suddenly come back and you you can't sign players on just for the sake of it um, and we don't go into any game thinking well if we lose this it doesn't matter because all, all our you know, big guns are coming back. We we play. We start a starting eleven in the hope to win the football match. And uh, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. And it's been very up and down. But you know, we keep saying now we got some big games in February, um, a lot of games in February, and a lot of the games are away. So we need to uh, get the team um, to compete and to show the quality to win enough games to go where we want to go. When your big name players, if you like, are out injured, obviously the challenge for those stepping in 
is to obviously fill that void. Now, obviously, it'd be very easy for people to say when you go on a bad run, well, they haven't made that spot their own. But a lot of these players are very young and will be better for this experience of having first-team action, won't they? Absolutely. I mean, you know, Ollie Tomlinson, you know, he, he came in. We thought, well, we'd give him, we'd test him, we'd see how he goes, and he hasn't looked back since. You know, he's, he's become a regular uh, in the team. We want to get a little bit more competition in some areas, um, but uh, that you know, those, that competition will be there when everyone else gets back in. So, and there's four or five players that haven't particularly been with us very long, and they haven't had all the ups and downs in the experience that some of the others have had. Uh, and they, they're, but they're getting it now. And then when we need to call on them again later on in the season, you're definitely going to need everybody fit and raring to go in February with eight games in four weeks or something, three and a half weeks. So everybody's got to be ready and they'll all probably get their, their time out on the pitch. You mentioned obviously what's going to be a very busy next few weeks. We're having a look at the fixtures. Eight of the next 12 fixtures are going to be away from home. Yeah. Cause you any concerns? Yeah, because our, our away form's not as good as our home form. But um, you need that's where you need more experience when you go away from home. Um, you need to get a little run together, like we did when we went to Slough, St Albans. You know, when we had a little run earlier on in the season, um, and we've got those teams now at home. So we, you know, we, we've got to keep our home form up. Even though the last game, people obviously we was all disappointed that we drew the game that we should have won after coming coming back, but um, now we just got to find an away game, make sure that everybody's uh, ready and understands what we need to do, and uh, and then go out and perform it. So you know, it's it's something that we we've got because we played more home games and not all our games that were cancelled were away games, uh, so they've, they've all been put in in midweek, so it's going to be tough, but we've got to embrace it and we've got to go for it, and uh, that's what we'll try and do. You talked about the games in hand, obviously the trophy run was, was great whilst it lasted, but do you think it's given the division from a, a Talk United perspective a little bit of a lopsided viewpoint, like you said, two wins, if you win those games in hand you'll be up? Yeah, it always looks lopsided and you don't want to be saying every week you know well we're you know we're eighth and we're three games in hand now we're still eighth and two games in hand and all of a sudden you're you're too far behind so you know there's some important matches coming up now some important games that you need to uh, pick up the points while you've got those games because who knows we might get the bad weather that they're getting up north and all the games were cancelled uh, midweek uh, in our league so nobody had an extra game or game gained ground on us. So, um, but we'll catch up during this February time and we'll see where we are at any any one point. And finally, Gaffer, you talked about the importance of putting a, a run together, perhaps starting here at home, and obviously with Dover Athletic bottom of the, the table coming to play more on Saturday, many people will be seeing this as the ideal opportunity. It doesn't always work like that, though, does it? No, don't give me any excuse straight away. But um, you know, we there. I'll, I'll never ever say that there's an easy team. 
I never say that and people sometimes get the um I say there's no mug teams in in this league um, but there isn't because you have to look at these somebody's got to be at the bottom somebody's got to be at the top um, but whether you're at the bottom or the top you've still got games that you've won at the top you've still got games that you've lost at the bottom exactly the same you've got, they've got games that they've won it's just that consistency so um, on their day anyone can beat anybody else as you know famous sentence of managers that they, we spit out every now and again um, but it's true um, however we know the importance of you know the, winning these games at home which is why our our form has been very good at home, very good. And I didn't, you know, as I say, some people might not appreciate appreciate it, but we certainly got, I think it's double the points to the uh, games, you know, so on average two points a game. And uh, we need to get back to that. And we, we've got to stop saying, me especially, um, that, uh, you know, we've got to go on a little run now because I've said that for about four or five games and, and we haven't started that run yet. So we've got to work very hard, as the boys are, are trying to, and we are, um, to start that run again. That's the big thing. So this gives us an opportunity against Dover, home game, to start a run. And that's what we're always going to be trying to do. Is um, being at home after going out the, the, the trophy and, and maybe a bit of vigil from the fans after the game. Is being at home a good place to start again, if you know what I mean? And I know you just said that you've been saying, oh, you need to go on a run each game, but yeah. do you need to go on a run, really? Don't you? Yeah, of course we do. Um, and that's, it's, it's not as if we're saying, you know, we don't need to start the run this week, boys. We'll do it yeah. next week, <laughs> do you know what I mean? So um, There's a chance for the fans to get behind. Yeah, it, it is, but... You know, I, I can't say enough enough times, and I say it enough times, that how important your your, your fans are. And uh, as you say, you know, some people are, are not happy, um, but who knows? We still might be promoted, mm. and and then some people have wasted their season because everyone's going to win or lose. Some are going to win more than lose and some are going to lose more than win but we're still there or thereabouts to keep behind the lads not, not you know uh, I'm too long in the tooth and experience that it, it sort of doesn't bother me because I know that everywhere when you lose people ain't happy and when you win they're happy but when it starts affecting the lads that's, that's if it starts affecting the lads then that becomes uh, you know then lads don't feel confident to go and yeah. play their stuff and play with a freedom. Uh, and really, it's not rallying call. I've done that before, you know. I'm just, I'm just saying it's human nature. And that human nature is, and most people at home do, until adversity strikes and we let a goal in and then it yeah. becomes, you know, a little bit more toxic. But, um, yeah, if we can... If we can keep going for 90 minutes and the lads can keep going for 90 minutes, we'll have enough quality to do what we need to do at home and away. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're all here for the same reason. We all want promotion. We all want people to do well. And uh, nothing that pleases us more than to uh, end the season with a promotion. Some people will feel that's not possible. Yeah. Um, 
so we're fighting for the people that think it is possible. You know, we want to prove them right rather than the others. In that context, how important playing bottom of the league, you've got the occasional whinge from the, the sort of stands. How important is that fast start? I know it's the most obvious question. But yeah. If you start a it's game massive. fast I know. you set a tone. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, it's... It's probably one of the most, you know, not many teams lose after scoring first. You know, the percentages are much more in your favour if you score first. Um, and you know, we've been, we've had games where we've scored second. You know, we, we've come back and won the game or we ended up drawing the game like you know, the last game. But um, it's, it's massive getting that because for the atmosphere, yeah. for the atmosphere, for the confidence, you know, and um, yeah, because we know that, we've got to make sure that we're a little bit more tighter in defence early on in the game and not go sort of like gun ho and try and get that first goal before you've even con got control of the game. Do you know what I mean? That's what our discussion's been around. And, uh, and with all due respect, Torquay in the games that we're playing and the leagues that we're playing in is a big club. Yeah. And people feel it's a free a free hit. And so, you know, they're confident because a loss is not you know, no no teams have come here and lost and the and their supporters have slaughtered them. Mm -hmm. do, do you know what I mean? So that's how it is. So those teams can come here. Fantastic pitch, great stadium, nice atmosphere anyway, because it's a noisy one and a competitive one. And uh and opposition boys, and you've got to, you know, can feel confident because you've got nothing to lose. You've got nothing to lose. You're constantly playing against players who almost see this as their, one of their biggest games of the season. Yeah, it is, yeah. And they enjoy, you know, you see them when they come out of the tunnel and, and they look, and, you know, you've seen some grounds are really nice in, in this league and some are not so nice. <laughs> um, and uh, often you have to r raise your game. Like if we go to a not so nice stadium then um, you have to raise your game and that's what we're trying to get into the to the lads you have to go and perform and when lads come here from you know the the, the less uh, the smaller size teams if you like with lesser stadiums they enjoy playing here you know what I mean so it's uh, we're gonna have to sack the groundsman because the pitch is too <laughs> too good uh, and sack the builders because yeah. of the stands are too, not too comfortable. But uh, move to Chelston Park. Yeah, we're we're all we're all you know, we're all trying very hard to do what we want to do. You know, and there's there's not there's not there's no one not not trying to do what they're supposed to do. So I'm hoping that it will it all come good as soon as it, as soon as we can get more competition in the team. Just contradicting what I just said about a fast start, but my fag packet research on Dover, they've <laughs> drawn loads of games, yeah. which suggests that you're going to have to be patient as well. Yeah. And not just on the pitch, but off the pitch. Yeah, no, you're right. But there's a, there's a difference between being patient and not starting well. Do you know what I mean? Like, for instance, you can be patient, win the ball off the opposition, and then give it straight back to them because you're nervous. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's we've got to, we've got to control the uh, the game early on and create chances. Which when we're confident, we can and we do. Um, 
but it's uh, you know other teams you can look back and there's there's been mistakes by us. There's there's been balls that have you know hit the post and gone in. There's been a ricochet that have gone straight to one of them, and there's been dare I say it refereeing decisions that have gone against us. Uh, we would have had three or four more points now if we we had VAR because you hear from the referees when you put in a letter to say why did that happen, why did that happen um, and they say sometimes they go with the referee but sometimes they go no, was, we was wrong on that occasion yeah. and, which is fine but it's gone, you, you, you've lost that. So, so there's a lot of things that um, but over the season of course it evens it it'll even itself out so um, we'll just keep going and keep working and trying to get that momentum but controlled momentum early on. That's a good job that ain't on the thing. Chippenham Tuesday, I know it's fanciful to sort of can't look ahead but if you can bag two wins in yeah. the space of four days yeah. suddenly the narrative changes, the picture yeah. changes. And yeah, no, of course it does. And you're looking forward to the, the Worthing game. I know, that's everybody, directors, management, players, mm. Supporters, do you know what I mean? It, it, it absolutely changes, and I know that. I've been around, you know, had a lot of times when it's we've, we've had promotion from a poor start, you know, and it's it, it does happen, <laughs> it does happen. So you just got to keep that belief in in what you're aiming to do. Interesting chat, yeah, with the gaffer, yeah. Um, some interesting questions there. About I haven't had breakfast yet, and my tummy's telling me that. <laughs> I wondered what it was. I know. I thought it was an aeroplane passing <laughs> overhead or something like that. Um, we need to talk about Hereford. We need to talk about do we have the to? away day at Hereford? Yes, we do. Okay. There were good things and there were bad things about Hereford. At, at the at the end of the day, it's an FA Trophy fourth round match in the middle of January. In the overall scheme of things, it doesn't matter two hoots. Okay. However. It did. Well, I think it. I think it starts to matter at this this stage because then you can you can see you can see in the distance those yeah. Wembley archway the, the, the arches. I didn't look at the draw. Did Hereford get anybody? I, I, I didn't look at the draw either. It's been one of those weeks, and I've spent. And anyway, I've never really subscribed to that that idea that the team that the no. team you beat you draw is, would have been the team that. Because it would have been a different draw. It would have been a different ball in the hat, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I know. But it's a game that fans always play. Yeah. Um, good things about the Hereford game. Travel Club. Great. Yeah. Wonderfully well-organised coach trip again. Ran like clockwork. Great. If you're going to an away game, save yourself the bother of driving and go with the Travel Club. Mm -hmm. It's always a good trip. Uh, Edgar Street itself. That was a plus point. I love that little ground. And it was every bit as good as it was is it, last time is I went there. Is it antique? It's antique. You can't yeah. go in the end behind the goal anymore. Okay. Where we used to go, the away end is now closed. Looks like permanent closure. Oh it's uh, Harris okay. fencing and everything. Uh, doesn't look like you'll ever go in there again. Right. Uh, and the Oxford Arms, which is the pub next to the car park, thronged with Hereford supporters. Mm -hmm. It was one of those places you thought, we're going to be all right in here. And it, absolutely we were. Good yeah. pint. Hereford Pale Ale. Good bunch of fans from Hereford. They even had a DJ on because it's the headquarters of the local scooter club. Lovely. Was it all mod revival it was stuff? mod, soul, ska, oh, DJ playing on a Saturday lunchtime. A thoroughly good pint. That sounds... 
a great bunch of home fans. What spoiled your afternoon, Guy? Football <laughs> spoiled my afternoon. Football came along and spoiled it all. <laughs> Uh, one more good thing, Curtis Pond, the Hereford goalkeeper, mm. little word for him, he's a painting lad. Mm. Uh, I didn't realise that until afterwards, I saw, yeah. I saw someone mention that. So, another Hayes Road or not? I'm uh, not sure actually, ah. I'm not sure if he's a Hayes Road. Because they're all Hayes Road, aren't they? But I know, I, I, did, I do remember his dad from school, that's okay. the age that we're at, and I know his auntie very well. But How did he end up there then? Don't know, oh. whether it was around that, that time yeah. when players Probably. slipped through our net. Yeah. Um, but he's playing well. His little history. Yeah. Not that we really gave him very much to do. No. Um, okay, let's look at the bad things that happened at Hereford, beginning <clears> with um, your Peugeot two hundred seven, yeah. <laughs> which you wrote a very entertaining piece about this week. Yeah, I never thought that would come back to uh, <laughs> to, to make a second kind of like. So explain if people don't know the connection between the two and a half minute hero of Saturday and yeah. your Peugeot two hundred seven uh, when. Um, now my wife bought our last car it was hers but i had one of but since it's become ours because we've only got one car because you need one car now god i could, I could go on for hours about this uh 2015 for. and uh she decided she needed a name for the car and uh it was while she was still coming to Torquay before she got bored of it <laughs> <laughs> in in the uh, early stages of uh, our romance um and uh yeah, so I said, I had the genius idea of saying, well, whoever scores next for Torquay will name the, the car after that. And I can't, I, I tried to find the game, I can't pinpoint <laughs> it, but uh, it was Dwayne Achiampong, or Fori Achiampong. Now, we didn't want to call the, the car a Fori Achiampong. Yeah. So it's Dwayne. It's and been it's Dwayne still, ever since. It still exists, doesn't it? Still it? Exists, it's still, uh, it's still, still going out. strong. Oh, it's not sitting out there, she's gone to work. So Dwayne is still going strong. Still going strong, but he's, he's you know, as I say in the, the column, he's had his moments and... Uh, do, you say, do you say his door's gone the, the, a bit, the, the, um, his the, door's the, dropped? The back door has dropped yeah. and Brian up the road has, has been ill, so we haven't kind of been able to fix it yet, but uh, well, he's, he's still going strong, but there were, there were talks over Christmas about a new car. But it's, I think it's fair I to say that... Saw um, a, you know, nine years is a long time in the life of a car and nine years is a long time in the life of a footballer. Well, and I think it's fair to say that Dwayne Oforia-Champong's door yeah. dropped spectacularly yeah, in the absolutely. third minute. Yeah. He was absolutely distraught, by the mm -hmm. way. We're not taking the mickey here. No, no, and I, I did say that in the, yeah. in the piece because after I'd made light of it, I did say but it was no laughing matter. I mean, he really looked up for it. He started, you know, we can't tell much from a couple of minutes, but as soon as we, on the way up in the bus, there was a lot of speculation as to who we might have signed. A lot of people seemed to have an inside line and said, well, it's Dwayne or Fourier Champong. And then as the, as our coach pulled into the car park at Edgar Street, only about 30 seconds behind the team coach, beep, by the way, beep, beep. they yep. were very late arriving. Yep. Traffic must have been really bad in some places. Uh, and somebody spotted Dwayne walking across in front of the bus. Oh, right. Recognised okay. him. And there he is. I thought they put it out earlier. So I'm, I'm like... About two o'clock, yeah, I think it, they put it, it out. Um, but we... Uh, anyway, that was... Uh, that was the first bad thing that happened in the afternoon. It kind of set the tone for the rest of the afternoon. Yeah, well, Dwayne limped off with. I mean, you planned you planned that, haven't you? And then suddenly the all goes wrong. The yeah. only real striker on the pitch. The only striker. No, I take the word real. Out yeah. There. The only striker on the pitch uh, goes down and is off within three minutes. Yeah. Um, 
and you I know. I can it's... imagine what Gary was thinking. Well, I know what Gary was thinking because I asked him on Tuesday when I did the Herald Express bit, and that wasn't for the record. No, no <laughs> I, I imagine there were a couple of holiday <coughs> yeah, words thrown yeah, in there. Yeah. Uh, from then onwards, things just got worse. I mean, Hereford scored, had it disallowed. They had scored with a fabulous free kick. Yeah. Uh, scored with a penalty. Archie Harris made a couple of mistakes early on. This isn't... It's not the first time he's done a couple of those, is it? Yeah, he gave away the penalty, but the abuse that he got, and we'll come on to the crowd in a minute, the abuse that he got after giving away the penalty, that every tiny shred of confidence that might have been in him he's only a young lad well he hasn't guys. played a lot of games yeah, well done uh it's gone yeah you could actually see the guy deflate well i asked gary about that didn't i about yeah. how how abuse knocks confidence in a game and you're not helping the players at all no uh, and uh, you know i mean pe- people people pay their money they have a right to vent but you could actually physically see Archie Harris, yeah, the, the air go out of Archie Harris, uh, and he didn't recover from. He that. was beaten, wasn't he? And he just yeah. caught the caught the lad as he went past. Yeah, he put his hands on his yeah. back and down he went. I mean, penalty, no doubt whatsoever. That was a penalty. Um, and from there on, the atmosphere just got worse and worse and worse. Yeah, uh, you you said that there was something about the shape of the area where the talking fans so. were it's standing. A bit, bit of an echo chamber in there. You're underneath. Um, a, a, you're underneath a, a platform, underneath a, a tier of the stand, yeah. and everything echoes out. And it was deafening, and at the end of the game, it was very unpleasant. Mm. People, people again have a right to make their feelings known, but to that extent, I don't think it helps. I don't think it helps anything. You've got players and Aaron Downs coming over to the fans. There's a video which has been shared hundreds of times on social media, which make which fans up and down the country are having a good laugh at Talker United. Yeah. Um, I was standing right next to the guy who is letting off volleys at uh, Aaron Downs. Aaron, fair play to him, came right up to him, spoke to him. There was no need for anybody else to intervene because yeah. um, you know he, he had it covered. Ross Marshall ended up shaking hands with a couple of fans. Ross comes across, chats, you know, it, it was... But the atmosphere was grim, really, really grim. And I wonder... Sorry, I'm banging on here. Yeah, sorry. But um, I want... Would you... If you were the parent of a young child, would you take that child oh, no, to a not, football not match? Oh, no, not in that situation. No, not at you all. You wouldn't. No, never. You absolutely would not. No, uh, I, I wouldn't mean, take the dogs to it. No. The atmosphere is absolutely poisonous. You have you have people there thinking, I'm not going to bother coming next time if it's going to be like this. The team yeah. has a, a large role to play in that, but so do the fans. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it is a case of... It was... It's, it's not just one game, is it? No. I mean, it's it's all sorts of, of, of things yeah. that are winding people up. Um I think the the uh, the ownership have done well to try and react to some of that with, with with what they've done in the past month or whatever it was the the fans forum online where you got to hear them answer questions although you didn't get to then bounce back mm. reactions. Um, too little, too late. Then uh, they're supposed to be setting up this fans group. I think they need to do it quickly. Um, because Nick Broderick of you know, the Supporters Trust still says, well, I've not heard anything about it. They've no. not contacted me about it. So 
we'll wait and see about that. But. The thing is, they'll lose fans. Fan, mm. People will turn their backs on this yeah. at the moment. The football was awful yeah. on Saturday. I mean, I take on board that doesn't everything. Help, does it? No, I take on board everything about the injury list. But we play in the second half with um, Ross Marshall and Asa Hall as our two strikers. Yeah, that was. I doesn't mean, if work. you're doing that, you're in trouble. Yeah, they've won everything in the air, but there's nothing. There's nobody to pick up the pieces. Now, Gary said in this week's press call that what do you want me to do go and out and get loads of new players in when I've got loads of new players coming back from the injury mm. list and then we've got too many people in our squad and it's costing us money so I can see his point of view he he's almost playing the strategic sort of game of, of I'm just going to have to get through this bit yeah. as best we can until the likes of Tom Lapsley, Brad Ash, Aaron Jarvis are back yeah. and, and more. I, I, I completely see that. I think, I think two of those would be out this weekend anyway. Yeah. I mean, we're, shoot, we're, shoot me if they're not, but... We're notorious for being the glass half full podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's really hard at the moment. Yeah. It's so hard at the moment. After a game like that, when you come back again, good trip back, good atmosphere on the bus, everybody's was it all chatting. Right oh, it was fine. Yeah. It was fine. People are realistic. They know that with the current fitness squad that we've got, games like that are going to happen. We have to get players back or we have to bring players in or we have to change the way we're playing. And that's a technical thing that's yep. beyond me. But I don't know how you change it. Well, you wait for the players to come back. That's, that's what Gary is suggesting. Will it be too late by then? Four points off second place? I know. Five yeah, points off right. second place, you're whatever right. it is. If we win the two games this weekend... Mm. We could be second again. Yeah. But, boy, it's a hard trip getting there. And I, I completely understand. There'll be people on social media now who will say that we're talking absolute rubbish. That's fine, because I don't read it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's it's hard to see any other way through this other than just battening down the hatches and seeing it out. Well, if we win the next two games, or, or when we were on that last run of five games winning streak, it does quieten down. It does quieten down. People yeah, you're right. who are Torquay fans, you know, we are playing national levels, national south level. Yeah. And it hurts when we lose to teams we really shouldn't be losing to. Um, and that's that's what generates yeah. the, the hate, because it is hate. It, it is. Yeah. There's no other way of looking at it. People, yeah. uh, some of the people on the terraces on Saturday, it was absolute hate. And it's it's hard to come back from that. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we don't have an answer for that, do no. we? No. Um, some some people might not think this is good news, but uh, I don't think we've seen the back of Dwayne. No, no. Uh, I think uh, Gary suggested that his injury wasn't as bad as it might have been. Um, and although we might not see him for a couple of weeks, I think they might cling on to him just to give him another chance. And I, I think that's fair yeah. as well. Certainly, in we the don't know what short-term no. contract means anymore. It could, yeah. you know. But certainly, in the absence of Aaron Jarvis, yeah. you wouldn't yeah. pack him off and say, no, "Cheers." Not yet. not yet. Not if he's got a chance of playing. Yeah, yeah. And maybe he's a seasoned enough pro to have felt the hamstring go and leave the field before yeah. it got any worse. Exactly. So yeah, maybe. All right. Should we draw a line under the, the Let's horror draw of a Hereford? Big old line with a big massive. Red crayon. But if you ever go there again, the Oxford Arms, okay. I recommend. All right, as long as it's modern, I'll be all right. <laughs> uh, Dover. 
Saturday. Oh, Dover are 24th. They're bottom of the league. They've only won twice this season. They won at Slough that on August the 12th. That scares me when you say that. Yeah, they won at Slough on August the 12th and they won at home to Avely on Boxing Day. Apart from that, they have no wins this season. They're a pushover, Rich, aren't they? They're a shambles. Of a club, oh, dear, oh, dear. It's a massive game. Um, it's, a, it's an absolute... You are hungry, aren't you? I am. It's, um, <laughs> Toast after you've gone. It's... It, Right, so we have to win. We have to win well. It's, we um, it's a game that, that, that I, I said this to Gary. It's uh, without wanting because he already said, "Look, I can't say that we're going to start. This is a chance to start a new run before every single game we play, no. and then it doesn't start." But this really feels like the chance to start a new run because you, you you've had that kind of uh, three games in the league without a win, yeah. two two losses and a draw. Um, I don't think they played that badly against in the two-all draw against Eastbourne. Um, mm. And if it hadn't been for that late goal, we might have been talking about a different scenario. But with the the kind of punctuation of the of the FA Trophy game in, to to end that little spell, this is start again, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's a, bit, a bit of a clean slate. Yeah. If Tom Lapsley's back, if Brad Ash is back, at least then, at least with Brad Ash, at least you've got a forward a playing. Yeah which we didn't have. Mm. Um, I, should he have thrown Thomas Chastey on? He is forward, isn't he? Not sure. He's on the bench. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of responsibility. A hell of a lot of responsibility. And in that atmosphere, if he'd yeah, yeah. If he ballooned one over the bar, yeah. Uh, yeah. we shall see. But yeah, I mean, it's they've got a couple of interesting players, by the way. Of course, we drew up there. This is the last time we drew yeah, before. Yeah, uh, it was the first game of the season, wasn't it? Was, it was, yeah, yeah. Drew up there on August the 5th. Um, I got Chevron McLean own goal. That was a question right. in the Christmas quiz, wasn't yeah. it? And Asa Hall got the yeah. other in a 2-2 draw. We were 2-0 up. Yes, that's right. And it slipped. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Fancy that. They've got a couple of interesting players. Jake Mensa. They've got Jacob Mensa plays for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played three times for us last season. Yes. He only started one game. And then he got when we lost. To yeah. And then he got called hauled off, didn't he? After the during that that starting was, game. Yeah. yeah. He he looked like a fish out of water. Yeah, he did. He did. Um, and he left quite quick, quickly afterwards. No, you know maybe. Oh, did he leave or did he stay to the end of the season? He's like, I think he stayed to the end of the season. Did he? Yeah, I, I thought he he'd did, gone. I thought he went pretty quick. I no, th- maybe I don't not. No. But he only played. He had two subs appearances and one start, mm. and was fish out of water. Yeah, yeah on that game so let's see whether he's he's, he's got his confidence um, playing for Dover yeah. maybe and Iffy Allen Iffy Allen is still around is he yeah he scored four goals for he us in 15 he must be 47 games. by now <laughs> played for us in 15-16 did he yeah. so it was a little while ago yeah but Iffy is still around scored four times this season for yeah. Dover um, it'd be nice to see him but we can't win this game we've got to look, I, look we come back to this question Richard we've got to confront the elephant in the room is Gary Johnson still the right man for this job this is the massive question that we've been dancing around for a while um, well I, I think he is but only because only because he's not going anywhere because no. he's not going to quit the the board aren't going to let him go um, so technically yes he is because he's he's the only man who's going to be in, in the, the job, job. Yeah. Um, who would you get that's the that's the question I always if ask. You, if, if we were going through this run under a different manager, and I know that's kind of strange logic to think about that, thought experiment, but if, if we were going under this run under a different manager, 
and Gary Johnson was your, no, your new manager, like he was in 2017 or whatever it was, then um, you'd suddenly go, oh, that's a, that's a bloody good sign-in by the club yeah, to get Gary yeah. Johnson. And th that's exactly what we all did then. Yeah, no, that's right. Now, I know I know that's five years and a bit ago, and, you know, times have changed, and maybe you can look at it and go, well, football's moved on because, you know, he, he's still old school. But... He is what he, I mean... It's, it, it comes down to me, who would you get? Yeah. Gary Hours? <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, and who's out there, who's available, yeah. who's going to come in and pick up with the squad that is there. No disrespect to Gary Hours, by the way, mm. but, you know, but we, we have had managers in the past that, that you, you tell me they're better than uh, yeah. Gary Johnson. Could anybody else get a tune out of this meagre squad? Well, that first and foremost... I think he, Gary has to take some responsibility for putting together <clears throat> a uh, squad last season that wasn't good enough hmm. to stay up. Um, then you take the punt on keeping most of those players because at the end of the season they so, showed some real determination yeah. to stay yeah. up and play some good football. And you think, well, crikey, they're good enough to come back up. And then we've had a terrible injury run. And then eight of them and I'd, go down. I know people injuries. go, why are we always getting these injuries? Yeah. Look at every club. Look at Exeter City the other way. They didn't have a striker. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think what's possibly happened to the industry is that they don't risk players like they used to. Mm. Uh, players' li livelihoods are, you know, so you don't, you don't throw players out when they're not completely fit or the physios won't or the doctors won't let you throw players out. I think that's why yeah. injuries are more um, abrasive to squad availability than it used to be. So once we get all these injured players back, then maybe it's the time to judge. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah if, 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 all, if we get all these players back and we manage to keep a... You're always going to get the odd injury, aren't you? But yeah. you manage to keep a... The, the the most of the squad fit until the end of the season and we don't go up then that's probably the time to judge mm. now we're not going to go down no we're just no, just we're uh, no, just, we're, just we're, write that down we're not just, going anywhere yeah so we're not going to go down mm. the worst that can happen this season is that we don't go up clark yeah. Osborne has already said on video for anyone to go back and and look at we asked, oh, it might have been George Edwards, whichever one it was, we will be full-time next season. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's a statement of intent yeah. there, but it's, it's hard at the moment, and fans won't agree. Half the people listening to this podcast won't agree with they'll us. They'll be throwing rotten tomatoes at their, be, uh, their Alexa. They'll be Gary outing, yeah. and half of the people listening to the podcast will be thinking, yeah, wait until the injured players come back. Yeah. These are difficult If we times. don't go up with a, with a squad that has kind of maintained fitness until the end of the season uh, with all those players back, if we don't go up then, then there is a question to There's answer. There's a big question yeah. to answer. Moving on, Chippenham on Tuesday. When the chips are down. When the chips are down. Yeah, they are down a bit. They're 17th. Mm. Uh, it's another game that you think we really, really ought to. Well, we should be. <laughs> apart from maybe Yeovil, you, you look at all mm. the games and go, we really, really ought to. Uh, they've, uh, I've got down. They've won one of the last six, mm -hmm. but that was away at Maidstone. Okay. So they frighten people occasionally. Uh, we won uh, against them in August at mm -hmm. Plainmore. Ross Marshall scored. Was that the that was the goal that Ross Marshall started the move? Oh yes, and then finished. Laid off. the ball out yeah, to the yeah, right yeah, wing. Yeah. 
carried on pelting into yeah. the box and met like it with a lovely, lovely yeah. header. That would be one of my goals of the season. Yeah. We'd love it to see him do that again. Uh, Aaron Jarvis got the see, other goal. See, it's two home games, isn't it? We're away at Chippenham. Oh, sorry. On, sorry, on I Tuesday. thought it was home. Yeah, sorry, no, it's mixed up we, in my we, head. We've beaten them at home. Yeah. But we're away at Chippenham on Tuesday. That'll be on the National League streaming It will be on service. the dial-up. Yeah. It will. <laughs> dial-up. Might have to have a look at that. That's one of four games in the Southwest Mini League. On that night? On that night. Oh, okay. All it's right. a game, uh, Chippenham Torquay, Taunton versus Weymouth, providing Taunton are still running. We'll come to that in a minute. Yep. Western Supermare versus Bath. And Truro versus Yeovil. Yeovil could win that little league. They're doing so well against the other West yeah. Country clubs. Yeah. They could win that league on Tuesday night. I might send them a little prize <laughs> for a league that a only glove. <laughs> a league that only exists in our heads. An oven glove. <laughs> Talking about Taunton, um, HMRC Revenue and Customs have issued yeah. a winding up petition mm. yesterday against Taunton. Sad, isn't it? It is something to do with the PAYE, isn't it? The Income Tax and National yeah. Insurance. Taunton insists that it's a short-term issue and it can be fixed and it can be... Heard that before. But the next... Well, I mean, next step is liquidation, isn't it? And mm. that it would be awful for they a little They seem to have up. probably pushed a boat out a bit too far to try and stay in this division, haven't they? And they've, they've missed a lot of games as well. They've, got, they've missed out on the income from a lot of so games. So they've, they've already sold the tickets for the Torquay away game. Oh, yeah, that's true. You yeah, know, yeah, so, yeah. so that money's gone. They're not going to get it. They've got, no. they've got to put on that game. Yeah with hundreds of Torquay fans turning up and they'll get no more re no. Re revenue from, from that game because they've already sold the tickets. So tough times if you're a Taunton fan. Yeah. Tough times, but... Um, poor old Peacocks. Poor old Peacocks. We move towards February. Have you seen the February? Mega February. Eight games Fabulous in... February. It's a Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday in 29 days. Do you want to know what the games are? Go on. Saturday the 3rd, home to St Albans. Yep, win. Tuesday the 6th, away at Maidstone. Don't draw, even say draw, it. Draw, draw, Saturday the 10th, are home to Slough. Win. Tuesday the 13th, away at Taunton. Won't happen. <laughs> Saturday the 17th, away at Braintree, the longest trip of the season. Draw. Travel club, by the way. Um, Tuesday the 20th, away at Farnborough. Win. Tunnels. Saturday the 24th, at home to Averley. Don't say Avely who. Last time you did that, it didn't end well. Win. And Tuesday the 27th away at Truro. Win. Um, win, yes. Win. Sorry, yeah. Uh, three at home, five away. Yeah. Three of There's them are rearranged. Lot, I, think, I think someone said in the press conference yesterday that, that, is it eight of the next 12 games are away from home? A lot of games away. Yeah. It's going to be a test. I mean, the yeah. next, next Saturday is we're away at Worthing. That's going to be a really tough mm. game. Yeah, they but they're funny, aren't they? Yeah, they're up and down. They, they, they play they played us off the field. They've played other teams off the field, and then and then you 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 know look at the results on a Saturday after our game, and you go, oh crikey, they've lost to them. I know, I know. It's, it's a weird one. But everything depends on getting some players back. <laughs> when we went on that run at the end of last season, we talked on the podcast about the three amigos in midfield, yeah, yeah, yeah. the three guys who ran things for us: yeah. Asa Hall, Tom Lapsley, yeah. Kevin Dawson. This year, Brett McGavin is probably the, the best player we've yeah. got in the, in the team this year. So you could maybe interchange Kevin Dawson with Brett McGavin. Yeah. Maybe. Different but player. But you're still but, yeah. lacking Tom Lapsley. Yeah. And Asa Hall isn't 100% fit. Will Jenkins-Davis can play on his good yeah. day, a very good game. 
don't think he the, the, the crowd would have helped him either on Saturday. No, no. But, you know, we're missing... Those three players who were crucial last yeah. season have all been missing. Well, are we going to see Kevin Dawson? Kevin who? <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I, it's, 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 it's strange. They, they can't have believed it was going to take this long. Oh, is it eight Otherwise months? Otherwise you wouldn't have signed him. No, it's an eight-month injury. Mm. Um... It's yeah. I, I'm not sure if we were, if we do, and if he comes back. I mean, Gary says that he's training on the grass now, mm-hmm. so he's almost up to contact I think, training. I think he and Jarvis might be training on the grass now. Yeah, um, I'm not sure about the others, but I'm not sure if that's just a euphemism for getting gradually getting better, walking around the the, the pitch. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. Um, you know, you just have to hope these players come. Finley Krask to hope he's coming back. Yeah, Dan Martin came on Saturday I don't know if he's 100% or not you know all of these players no. Ryan Hansen is still missing Ryan Hansen Ryan Hansen's got a, quite a bad one hasn't he yeah I mean he could still have a big part to play he's one of those players I that on his day he's decent away, yeah, he's, yeah he's decent but you know it's a nasty injury we just talk injury 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 yeah. the whole time it's, it's difficult to write anything at the moment without I know. writing the same thing every week and again, people have a go at us for asking Gary Johnson the same questions every week. But you have to say, what's happening with all these injured players? Mm. How close are they? Mm. And he uh, was quite open last week about how close they are. He, yeah, you know, yeah, went through the players, didn't he? Um, he does that, and then I know. a week's a long, long time in football. What you can't see on this podcast, by the way, is there's a lot of shrugging of shoulders going yeah. on, as, lo- as well as rumbling I feel of stomachs. Quite, I feel quite down. Yeah. Well. Yeah, Saturday <laughs> had that effect. Um, yeah. You know, it was just a bad performance by a bad team. I thought we'd driven, drawn a big red line under it. I can't. <laughs> Do you know, I was watching the Bristol City Cup game and even then, Ashton Gate, I was, I was seething about yeah, Simon Mather, about the referee. Yeah. I can't even watch Bristol City oh, was he? Ashton Gate. No, he wasn't. It's just, uh, just Ashton Gate. Just Ashton Gate. Yeah. I'm still not ready to talk about it. Uh, and Saturday also saw our dreams of a double header at Wembley dashed. Dashed, yeah. Uh, Brixham went out of the yeah, FA Vars on uh, penalties. Spoke to Tim Porter this week. He was a bit down on himself, I think. He, he, he seemed to suggest that he thought they had done their homework much better than Brixham had. Really? And yeah. knew, knew their team. Who'd have knew, thought? Knew Brixham's team better than, than, than he expected them to. But that, I and mean, then did a job on it. Fair play to them for doing that because I don't suppose there are a video. There are a lot of videos out there at Brixham. There's there's a couple of fans who put a lot of videos out there. Yeah, but not ninety minutes of the game. No, but the you know highlights, highlights quite long yeah, highlight packages. True. I think. But fair play to them for that. Yeah, but absolutely. I thought they'd win that. To be honest with you, yeah. two all, and then um, Aaron Wellington scored. By the way, yeah, two all. Scott Robinson got yeah. the other one, didn't he? Yeah. Um, and then uh, five three on penalties. Bloody sure. penalties. Penalties. We've seen, yeah, they went yeah. out of the Les Phillips Cup mm. on penalties. Mm. It's not a good season for Brixham. No. Um, with penalties. Well, with, pe- with penalties. They are sixth or seventh in the Western League in their yeah. first season at that level. So, yeah. you know. They're, they're, again, they're not going to go down, are no, they? No. When they first went up, I think we all talked about the, the fact that if they can hang on in there, that's a triumph mm. for the first season. Absolutely. And it looks very much as if they are. Buckland doing all right in that league as yep. well, aren't they? So. Yeah, all good. We'll see. We have some thanks to Julian, who's been really doing his homework this week. We have some 
other new other news from other games. Yeah. And one quite worrying injury, which we'll talk about uh, at the end of this roundup. But first of all, in National League North, Brackley beat Scunthorpe by two goals to nil, playing for Brackley with Tommy O'Sullivan. You remember him? Yes. Yeah. He came on loan from Ipswich, didn't he? Yeah, I liked we him. We liked him. Yeah, mm. we liked him a lot. He was a Jason Fowlery kind mm. of a midfield player. Um, but he's playing for Brackley now. And Shepherd Murrumbedsey oh, is playing for Brackley as well. In the Northern Premier, one of Matlock's goals in a 3-1 win at Atherton was scored by Scott Bowden. Mm-hmm. He's tra- I mean, he's, he's <coughs> gone down the leagues pretty yeah. quickly, hasn't he? Yeah, he's, quite, he's not young, is he? No, but it was only the season before last he was playing for yeah. us. So and he, he went to Chesterfield. Chesterfield, yeah. So doing a bit. Uh, Warrington Rylands, the heavily bankrolled Warrington Rylands. I really want that to be a team made up of Ryland Clarks. <laughs> I forgot that when <laughs> I wrote it. That's almost down. Monty Python-esque, <laughs> isn't it? A whole football team made up of Ryland Clarks. They beat Whitby one 0 with a goal from Moture. He scored. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the Isthmian League Premier, Lewis 3, Potters Bar 0, Calvin Kalala yep. among the scorers there. And a couple of other bits and pieces. Charlton Athletic apparently are after Will Goodwin. Are they? Who we had on loan from yep. Stoke. He's he went right. to Cheltenham. Yep. Um, Charlton Athletic are looking at him at the okay. moment. Looks like he might get a decent move. And Chiori Johnson has resurfaced. Wasn't he at Yeovil? He was at Yeovil. He hasn't played for them at all this season, according okay. to Soccer Base, which is sometimes a bit hit and uh, miss. Soccer Base doesn't work on mm. uh, our level. I'm not they, sure they stop, how many they games they recording the fat stats on our, our level. Yeah, well, let's leave that as a hanging fact yeah, then. That yeah. may not be I true. I think he's been playing for them. Um, but he's gone back to Welling, where he was before he came to yeah. Torquay. So we will see more of Chiori Johnson. I watched a game of football the other day. Saturday morning, I think it might have been. QPR versus Watford. Mm-hmm. Up front for QPR. Saw it, yes. Was um, Sinclair Armstrong. Yeah. And up front for Watford was Reese Healy. Ex Torquay. Yeah. My family get absolutely tired of <laughs> football matches. Oh, we oh. Had him. oh, we had him. Oh, we had him for yeah. a while. Oh, he's, he's ex Torquay. Yeah. It happens so often, doesn't it? But Sinclair Armstrong looked decent. I thought he, he, did. Got, he cramped at the end, didn't he? But I um, didn't see the end of the game, actually. Uh, Healy didn't get much service, did he? No, um, and Sinclair didn't quite get I his I don't know, I can't together, remember who the commentator was, but he was raving about Armstrong. He's a good player. Yeah. We saw him, I mean, we, we scored that goal for us at, um, against Yeovil, didn't he? And it was just one of those moments that you thought, this he's one of our own, yeah, this lad. He's yeah. enjoying himself. And then he went. And then, of course, he went back to playing the championship. Yeah, yeah. Why would you do that? Why would you go and choose oh, no, the championship over Torquay? Uh, but there you go. And a nasty injury story, just to finish up with. Do you remember when we played at Wimborne in the Cup? Yeah. Um, I came back, I was raving about a player called Jez Bedford. Mm-hmm. Mid- attacking midfield player, a Sean Joycey little player, a, a little terrier, fast direct tough um, and he's every time we play one of those games fans come back and go oh, we ought to sign him let's yeah, have a look yeah. at him and he was my takeaway from that game Chess Bedford he had a nasty injury on Saturday um, he had a collision with the Lark Hall goalkeeper in stoppage time oh. Lark Hall were winning the game 3-1 in stoppage time oh I saw it was called off he got abandoned yeah got abandoned yeah so theoretically the game's not avoid Lark Hall will be hoping that Jess Bedford's okay, first yeah, of all, yeah. but they'll be a little bit... I think, I think they'll get the result. I think there's a, a the committee that yeah. looks at it. and. Uh... But Jess Bedford suffered a lacerated kidney in that Ooh. challenge, and he was waiting. Um, 
Anna, who was with me at, at, on the coach at the Hereford game, my daughter, was following what was happening because Tim Sills was tweeting. They waited well over an hour for an ambulance yeah. to arrive at Wimborne. You've got a player who's obviously quite badly injured with something which, you know, isn't just a... Mm. It, it isn't something you can see. <clears throat> yeah. So he's got some internal injury, which is quite horrible. And they waited over an hour in the freezing cold for an ambulance. Uh, Jess Bedford, I think, is recovering okay. Get he went well to soon. hospital. Yeah. He's a really, really good player. So I let's hope he gets yeah, better Yeah, get well soon. I once... Uh, there was a, a God Manchester Rovers... Yeah, uh, that's not one of those teams from Roy of the Rovers, is it? No. Really so God Manchester is is is, is sit next to next, sits next to Huntingdon, uh -huh. the, uh, separated by a river. Um, anyway, God Manchester Rovers. They were playing someone. I was I was there reporting um, in the, my Cambridgeshire days. There was a an injury in the ninety third minute or whatever it was. Someone got I think it was a broken leg if I remember right. Yeah, and. The the tackle happened just outside the area, so it was a free kick. Yeah. And we waited for 45 minutes. And it was yeah. a 93rd minute or whatever. We waited for 45 minutes for the ambulance to come, 15 minutes for them to take him away. And then the guy put the free kick over the, over the bar and the referee blew his whistle. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was oh, insane. Dear. Oh dear, oh dear. An hour to think about what yeah. you're going to do with that free kick and you just go it over the bar. bar. Yeah. yeah. So I think we, that brings us to the end of the agenda. We've had it was a very downbeat Saturday. Yeah. Let's hope for an upbeat Saturday. Yeah. This time, home to the team that are bottom, home to the team that are almost certainly going down. Mm. But we still have a makeshift team to put out. We've got to. We've got to. We've got to win this. I mean, whatever yeah. team. Who do, gonna, play, who do you play up front though? I'll I'll play up front. You play up front. Yeah. You play up front, and I'll I'll play I'll play in the number ten role behind you. I, Actually, no, I'm a bit more of a Beckenbauer. I if you've got if you've got Brad Ash back, that's that's obvious. What you do, you play Brad Ash up front, and then maybe with um, uh, Dylan Silver and Lewis Collins each mm. side. If you haven't, and we've got Foyo. We you said we didn't have a, a, a striker. It doesn't feel like a striker because he's. He's not. He's struggled so far. I don't. I haven't seen much yet, but you never know. He's um. Yeah. yeah. He's. Uh, they all struggled. It'll be Foyo if if we don't have Brad Ash. It'll be Foyo again and yeah. Those two and if, you've, if you've got Dylan De Silva on the right wing, there will be crosses. Yeah. Because what the one thing Dylan does bring you is pace and crosses. Yeah. It's just getting somebody on the end of it. Yeah. I want to see more of the Dylan De Silva that scored that goal against Eastbourne. That was a great goal. That was a great goal. Yeah. But maybe that maybe his confidence will grow. But Saturday, last Saturday, will not have done anything for his confidence. No, no yeah, wouldn't have done any anything for any no. of the confidence. I mean, play they're professional players. They're supposed to have hides like rhinoceroses. Um, but Saturday's events will not have done any good for the confidence of that team. Not at all. Well, on that note, well, on that upbeat note, <laughs> let's hope the next next week with two games next week. Let's hope we've got some points and some goals. We've got we've about. got six points to win before the next podcast. What could possibly go wrong? Let's finish as we always do. <laughs> Come, Come on, on, you yellows. yellows! Come on, you yellows! Flying high below the Wembley archway sky today. Come on, you yellows! Full of pride, buckle up for the run of yours.